1: This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort, Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now here is your host, Chris Plank. Thirty-four
3: twenty-seven, and for weeks we've been talking about Zach Tilly, our producer, refusing. To do defense first on the show. There's no way. This Not is tonight. the week, right? Tonight, we're starting with defense, Teddy. Later. You got
2: to love it. You got to love it. How fun! I mean, come on. That was fun watching those guys fly around,
3: aggressive. Unbelievable. Best yeah. defensive performance for OU since when, for you? Um,
2: I don't know. I honestly I don't remember a that's why he's the best color analyst well, now in college. Hang on football a second right here. <laughs> hang on a second here. Since I've been covering the football team for sure. Okay. Which well, goes that's back eight to years. 2012. And we've had some good ones mixed in there, but and and I think we also have to to look at that this was not perfect by this defense. All right. This was not a shutout. Uh it was fantastic, but it was not perfect. There's room for them to get better. But uh, swarming, overwhelming the pocket on the attack, uh, guys tackling in space. I mean, there was a lot of good there. And I I just I can't remember a game where every time the quarterback dropped back to pass, he's getting hit in the pocket. And it felt like they couldn't even set up a play. Yeah, we were so aggressive. It's as good as I can remember in a long time
3: that for me the Ohio State game uh, 3 years ago in Columbus they only give up 16 points i think you, you think it was even better than that uh, than no that there's game.
2: there's there's no doubt it was better and uh, that was a great performance on the road you got to give it up but even in that game it didn't have the feel like they're going to get a sack here they're going to get a turnover here something big's going to happen mm-hmm. this offense is going backwards they played well and and held them to a low uh, point total but this had a different feel to it, in my opinion.
3: Nine sacks on the day from eight different players. Only that guy, Neville Gallimore, had two sacks. Which is amazing. They spread out the rest of them. Kenneth Murray had one. Pat Fields had one. Q. Overton had one. I can't name Look at them. This all.
2: defense running. Look at those guys all the way to the sideline the whole time. It's so fun to watch.
3: Sam Ellinger running for his life, seemingly all day long. Here's Ronnie Perkins catching him from behind for a sack.
2: Look at that. Look how aggressive everyone's attacking, beating their guys in front of them, the one-on-ones. That's fun. Here's a guy running the hoop. Who was that one? That's Redman. Redman. Did you see that hit he had in the end zone as well? I did see that,
3: yeah. Here's here's Q Overton. He didn't get a sack for that, but he... uh The one you're talking about, Redmond in the end zone, but he planted him. So nine sacks on the day. That ties a school record. It is the most an OU team has ever had against a Texas quarterback. But it wasn't just the sacks, Teddy. It was the aggressiveness everywhere.
2: It was uh, this play amazing by Kenneth Murray just pulls the guy down. Man, I thought in live action we were going to get a face mask or something the way it looked. He was great. I thought the safeties. Turner Yale had a great game tackling. Um, you know, Asamoah linebacker comes in, makes a great open field tackle on a play. You just get so many different guys that are starting to contribute. It's just so much fun to watch. Uh, there it is, kind of setting the tone early. That's on the first drive there. Just a lot of fun. And like I said, not perfect. This group's got a ways to go. Look at him close down in space there, knowing that his outside guy's going to leverage it back to him. They're starting to understand this, the concept of this scheme a little bit more. You know, we're six games in, seven weeks as far as game prep is concerned. And uh, we're seeing some big improvement from these guys. Not where they need to be yet. They haven't peaked yet. They're going to get better. But, man, they're fun to watch.
3: Kenneth Murray named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week for his effort. You're watching highlights here of uh, trouble. Delarian and Turner Yell, he had a team-high 10 tackles, nine of them solo. He got some help, though, from his secondary buddies Pat Fields had a big game. Trey Brown had a big game. Those two guys combined for 14 tackles on the day. Well,
2: they did. Uh, A a great group. Um, You continue to see more and more guys come in and have production. You're not seeing the one guy has just an unbelievable amount. I mean, you mentioned it. Eight different guys getting nine sacks. It's spread throughout. That's a good sign. That means everyone's playing well. You know, uh, Kenneth Murray talked about that. You know, I said before the season, he's going to have his best year, but his number of tackles is going to be way down. I think he had five tackles in this game, but everyone came away saying, oh, my God, this kid's unbelievable. So I I think it's just all really positive right now.
3: It's it's really remarkable he was named Big 12 Player of the Week because statistically it's not that impressive. Mm -hmm. Five tackles, one sack. But if you watch this game, there's no doubt he was the best defensive player on the field for either team. How's this for a stat? 14 different defensive guys in this game for OU – had a piece of a tackle for loss. Had at least a half of a tackle for loss. It's 14 amazing. 14 different
2: guys. It's amazing. That defensive line, I got to tell you, you know, we rotate six, eight guys through, and I just don't know that there's a whole lot of fall off from your best to your your last in that rotation. Uh, Overton's having a good year. Obviously, Neville's having a good year. Redmond, Stokes, Stripling. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, you can just rotate a bunch of guys through. Kenneth Mann's been been kind of, uh, uh, you know, regrouped and, and restarted with this, with these guys. So, man, it's it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. But it's not where it needs to be yet. These coaches are staying on these guys. The best
3: T-Row is yet to come. That's scary. I know. It. That's sc- I think Marcus Stripling played like three plays and got a sack while he was out there. All right. That's the defense. There were some pretty special things going on on offense as well, especially by number two. C.D. Lamb had a game for the ages. You talked about it in your scene center before the game on Saturday. This is a game in which moments take place that we remember forever. He had a couple of them on Saturday.
2: Yeah, that's his problem. You got to just have one moment, Toby. You can't have 15 or 20 of them. <laughs> Both of
3: those touchdowns were amazing. He had three was, touchdowns. Two of them were highlight reels.
2: If you do so much people aren't going to remember that one moment, but he had the game. I mean, what a what a night for him or a day for him. I guess he's he's fantastic. Great after the catch. He's got the size. He can make all the plays. I mean, what do you do whenever you get inside the five-yard line and, and they can run it in? You you know, you can't devote everyone to CeeDee Lamb all the time, but if you don't, just an easy little throw and catch for a touchdown. I mean, the kid's unbelievable. I firmly believe uh, if he's not the best wide receiver in the country, he's as good as whoever you want to say is. So, um It's amazing. I I think that, again, with CD, the best is yet to come. That's 10 catches, 171, and three touchdowns. I think he's going to have a bigger game than that sometime this season. We're going to see some defenses that we can really uh, cut up in the secondary, and there's no limit on how much
3: he can do. Malcolm Roach got ejected for that hit. I like how he –
2: puts his hands up as what do you do it before yeah. there's even time for anyone to throw a flag
3: here's, here's the first highlight really this is the flea flicker play he catches it wide open at the 30 and frees it right there five guys around him and he gets out and scores the touchdown
2: uh great by him inexcusable by texas uh but you know what i think is a little underrated here that throw by jalen hurts and maybe they'll go back to the wide shot of it if he leads him like a, a, a typical throw, he probably gets hit as he catches it, but he throttles it down a little bit and just kind of throws it to the open space, and that gets him time to make some moves after the catch, and I think ultimately that's what led to the
3: touchdown. Well, he's still got another highlight reel touchdown coming in. This one was big. The next one, well, here's the behind-the-back play mm. by Jalen. This is unbelievable, too. CD ends up being the recipient of this one. That's about an 11-yard pickup right there. They went for it on fourth down after that. Here's the one, the, set the other touchdown, breaks a tackle, breaks a tackle, tippy-toes down the sidelines and stays inbound.
2: I mean, that balance, it's hard enough to keep your balance if you're just running the corner over there. But right whenever you're coming off of a guy delivering a shot, trying to make a tackle, forcing you out of bounds, unbelievable. Great balance, unbelievable athlete.
3: Three touchdowns puts him at 28 for his career now. He's third all-time alone in OU wide receiver history. Trailing Mark Clayton by only three, Ryan Broyles probably gonna have to stick around for a senior year to catch Ryan Broyles. But look at that list right there. Well, he's got number- Sterling Shepard,
2: Jermaine Gresham, yeah. Kenny Steels. Those are num- Those are four-year players ahead of him. If if he stuck around for four years, there's no telling what what his numbers would look like.
3: Opening segment is always brought to you by Noble McIntyre at McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. All right, let's talk about uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen has played in uh, big games, obviously, the Iron Bowl, the National Championship game, but his first OU Texas on Saturday. What's your report card on number one? I thought he was
2: good. You know, the uh, the turnovers, you know, the, the interception down in the red zone was a bad move. He, he made the same play a week ago against Kansas. It didn't cost him. Uh, Texas turned it over here. I thought the fumble on the long run was just one of those unlucky plays that it's kind of hard to do anything about that. Other than that, those two plays, I thought he was really good. I'm kind of like Lincoln Riley. I think you can stow the behind the back uh, whenever you're getting tackled play but I think he's been fantastic. He's been accurate. Uh, he's been good running the football, as we all know. Most rushing yards ever for a quarterback against Texas, which is shocking he's going just 150 just a killer,
3: man. You drop out in coverage, and all of a sudden, he's 20 yards downfield. Yeah. Uh, big arm,
2: uh, making all the throws right now. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, the interception he threw – Uh, against texas the same play like i said against kansas gets batted and almost intercepted and then scrambling to his left throws in the end zone almost intercepted by a texas defender i like it's tough i like that he's extending the play to throw okay i think that's a good thing early in the year we're kind of saying yeah man i wish if you'd just hang in there a little longer or extend the play you could find some guys down the field for for big chunks so I think he's doing that, but it's a bit of a work in progress. For the most part, it's turned out really good for him, but I think there's still some of those plays that he's got to get a little bit used to, and he's taking risks. You know, this, is, this offense is different. Uh, you know, Lincoln wants you to take some calculated risk out there, a little bit different than what he's used to at Alabama. It's, it's risk-averse. Just don't screw up. So, I I don't know. I think he's progressing nicely and uh, really starting to hit his stride.
3: Kennedy Brooks didn't play at Kansas. Ten carries, 105 yards on Saturday. He was the feature back, and he was really good.
2: I mean, embarrassment of riches. I say it every week. I feel like with this running back core and wide receiver core, any number of four guys, I'll throw Pledger in there because I think he's fantastic too. Any number of four guys can be your leading rusher on a given week. Most teams don't don't have that that problem where they've got four guys, and I think it's great. You know, the one thing that we say, you go back to like a, a Samaj AP Ryan where we had to ride him, and it was it was great, and he was productive, but my goodness, he took a beating over the years. Now we've got three, four guys that really don't get any more than about 11 carries a game is about as many as you'll see.
3: Sooners won the game, and they won a bunch of awards as well. We mentioned Kenneth Murray, Defensive Player of the Week. C.D. Lamb, Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Jalen Hurts was named the Newcomer of the Week. OU beats Texas Teddy, and Trey Sermon and Grant Calcaterra didn't have a single catch or carry in the game. I Calcaterra never even went out there. Sermon was on the field, but never had a carry yeah you wouldn 't have guessed that certainly at the beginning of the season
2: no you wouldn 't I mean, we had a big conversation about who 's the number two wide receiver going to be behind c d lamb and uh well Calcaterra is the the you know the easiest answer there, and he hasn 't factored in much this year now i don 't know if that 's going to change later. some of the matchups change and, and defenses start to defend us a, a little bit uh, differently now that they 've got a uh, a bunch of film to go off of but CD's your number one. I think Rambo's your number two uh, and any number of guys can be your number three. And as far as the running backs go, you know, I don't know if it's something that's planned by Lincoln. He says in the in the press conference, it's not. And I think I agree with that. Sometimes, you know, Lincoln just he he'll go with the hot hand. And uh, you know, you just never know who that's gonna be from week to week. So I don't know. I, I think it's a good problem to have. Uh you've got you've got some star players that You know for them it's not it's not fun that you can go a week and not even get much action but for the team the long haul it's a long season I think that's a that's definitely a positive
3: let's take a look at our drive of the game brought to you by AAA insurance you know Texas pulled within three on the final play of the third quarter and really going to the fourth quarter the Longhorns had the momentum but Oklahoma went on a pivotal drive here, Teddy. Started at their own twenty-five, and it starts with a big play to Brayden Willis.
2: No, I like this play too. He starts on the strong side. It's a play action going back against the grain. Jalen Hurts finds him, and then the next play, just a quarterback keeper. He's going to go hard play action, and they, Texas over overreacts to it, and he's just going to keep it. And this was this play here was. Uh, A pretty big theme throughout the day, using the speed, threatening the edge, and Jalen Hurts with the the read and has the the ability to keep it up the middle, and that was a big one for him.
3: Kennedy Brooks for nine. Sooners now knocking on the 30-yard line. It'll be Brooks again who gets the first down. They just keep the drive churning. Then Hurts is going to find his man. C.D. Lamb at the 10 Mm -hmm. starts breaking tackles, and that's all they needed. It was a six-play drive. But just like that, the momentum went from Texas' side of the Cotton Bowl to Oklahoma's, and they never looked back from there.
2: Yeah, and to me, this, this is kind of indicative of how it goes with Oklahoma. Uh, we get nationally, people talk about our offense, and, and we get pegged as an air raid offense or a – team that throws the football all over the place. That is not the case. We are a running football team. That's what we do. We run first. We've got great running backs, a great offensive line, a quarterback that can make you pay with his legs, and whenever we start to hit you with that that running game, the quarterback keeper, those plays that's when the play-action stuff opens up, and it's just killer. You commit a safety, the backers step up, and we hit it to a, a great
3: athlete in behind you, and it's game over. We got more than one question for Lincoln tonight for his show. Yeah. From people saying, why did you go away from the running game on Saturday? And so I, that, I thought, and I looked it up, they ran it 38 times for almost 300 yards. So I don't think they ever went away from the running game. They stuck well, with it all day long.
2: Did you... <laughs> The one thing I've learned about this fan base, and you guys are great out there, but we've got to have something, right? Right, There's there's got to be something. You can always
3: do something better. And And we don't know what it is from week to week. Let's take a break. We'll talk about this week's opponent, West Virginia, when we come back. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue.
1: The Huddle is brought to you by Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday, and all you have to do is log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest episodes. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality, and Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue.
3: version of it where you can see everybody in the shot. Seeing Michael Dean get fired up and everything, that's fantastic. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Sooners win 34-27 over Texas. Up next, West Virginia, shocker, 11 a.m. on Saturday (laughs) in Owen, in uh, Owen Field, in Norman. Let's talk about the uh, Mountaineers. The, The series history, Teddy, has been lopsided certainly since West Virginia joined the Big 12. Now, they got us Add in the fiesta bowl a few years back but they haven't beat oklahoma since oklahoma joined the big 12 conference there you see it nine to two sooners uh five and one in games played in norman haven't lost here in conference play beat them here two years ago 59 31 starting quarterback two years ago when west virginia came here for OU. you uh who, two years ago two years Mayfield? ago no oh that's right that was the game
2: Right. Uh, Kyler Kyler Murray Murray breaks off a huge play to start off, didn't he? That's right.
3: He started and ran like 65 yards, and then uh, Baker was in in about three plays, I believe. (laughs) They've got a new head coach in Morgantown. Remember, we saw Dana Holgerson already. He's down in Houston now. Neil Brown, who came from Troy, is in his first year at West Virginia. Had a lot of success at Troy, including a huge win over LSU while he was there. Very highly thought of, although it's been a bit of a struggle so far this year. Yeah,
2: he's an offensive guy. We faced him um, whenever he was at Texas Tech under that regime after Mike Leach was gone, Um, was hired by Mark Stoops there as offensive coordinator at Kentucky. So, um, yeah, he's a good football coach, did a really good job at Troy. Um, I think West Virginia really hit a home run with that hire for him. Unfortunately for him, he's taken over right after they lose – all of their players i mean the list of guys they lost after last season is just i mean it's unbelievable pretty much their best players at every single position group Mm -hmm. uh so it's going to be a tough road for them um recruiting is a challenge there at west virginia but he's definitely a good football coach and we'll see what
3: happens in the next couple of years well we don't know who their quarterback is going to be on saturday now austin Kendall. The former Sooner backup quarterback, of course, transferred there and has been their starter. But we'll take a look here. Austin got hurt early in the game last week against Iowa State on this play. It was an arm injury. He left the game, did not return. And Neil Brown has uh, has not said whether or not he's going to be able to go this week or not.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they go with Austin Kendall. Now, Jack Allison is the kid that stepped in and played the rest of that football game. But I guess Neil Brown has also said that they there's a chance they may go with the freshman trade low, uh, which is interesting. You know, we got three different guys that, that may play. I don't know. Austin Kendall, if you feel like he's going to be your guy the rest of the year and he's got that hurt throwing shoulder, maybe you just play the other two guys. <laughs> I mean, I, the chances of coming into uh, Norman and beating Oklahoma are thin, anyways. You might as well save your guy up. But we'll see. I don't know. I think for Oklahoma, nothing's really going to change game plan wise. Uh, The stuff that they do is going to be what they do. Now, if you have a a less talented quarterback or a freshman quarterback, that game plan is going to be tinkered with and uh, they're going to take a lot out of his hands. Shorter throws, screens, uh, you know, easy completions more so than your traditional, um, you know, third down passing game. So I, I just. Quarterback, really, I don't think it's going to affect much for Oklahoma defensive game plan wise. But um, there are some decent players there on that on that roster that can make you pay if you don't, you know, dial in on the details. If you don't tackle an open space, if you don't, uh, you know, read your keys and make sure you're in the in the spot you're supposed to be in the given call.
3: They got some uh, nice playmakers at the skill positions. Kennedy McCoy, a uh, nice running back, but uh, they they've struggled lately offensively and really struggled to run the football let's talk about west virginia defensively good and bad here now we'll start with the good on the defensive side of the ball they are a third in the conference in sacks they've got 17 sacks on the year so capable of putting some pressure on you
2: yeah they are the problem whenever you face oklahoma is we've got a great offensive line just doesn't give up sacks Well, we've given up four, four all year yeah. uh, which is number one in the conference Uh, The other thing is Lincoln Riley as offensive coordinator, if that's the strength of your defense, he's not just going to say, okay, we'll come after us. He's going to find ways to counter that, whether it's uh, screens, quick passes, uh, keeping an H back in to chip on the edge or uh, running back over to a a side to chip. He's not going to just allow you to use your strength against him. So he's going to counter that. Um, So I would say that I'm not too worried about it. I think our offensive line is starting to hit a stride now. I think the health issue has really been what's plagued them so far. And seeing what Ely and those guys did, putting in a, a tough, gutsy performance against Texas, I feel pretty good.
3: You see some good West Virginia right here. They stacked up the run there a couple of times pretty good against Iowa State and getting after Brock Purdy here a little bit. But they have been prone to uh, give up some yards on the ground. So it, you know, potentially could be a nice day for that OU running back core.
2: Yeah, you know, and the formula is going to be the same for Oklahoma, Um, just as you pointed out, they ran the ball for, what, 38 times for almost three bills against Texas. That's going to be the same formula against West Virginia. They're going to run it, run it, run it, Jalen Hurts is gonna beat you with his legs. As soon as you start to get those safeties and linebackers closer to the the, the line of scrimmage, play action and they're gonna burn you deep. That's just that's the formula. Um, Lincoln Riley will hit you with something new every week. It's I say it's new. It's usually the same stuff, but he gets to it a different formation, different personnel grouping, just to kind of mess with with your eyes defensively. And then uh, by the time you get enamored by that, it's you know they're they're running downhill on you, and then the play action stuff comes behind it, and uh, he always throws a gadget play in there as well.
3: West Virginia giving up over thirty points a game. That's last in the Big 12. Let's take a time out. We'll take a look at the rest of the Big 12 when we come back. And tonight's Butkus Brain Teaser, Teddy Lehman, going to try to see if he can fool Lincoln Riley tonight. We'll be back at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue right after this.
1: The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics, Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one. Some people just know bundling with Allstate
3: means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. Baylor and Texas Tech played a humdinger down in Waco. This one went to the wire and beyond. But in the end, Baylor stays undefeated. Controversial in overtime. But Baylor gets the win, 33-30 in double overtime, actually.
2: Yeah, Baylor, pretty good football team, consistent. You know, they've been in some tight football games. They're tested. Uh, yeah, this one was strange down the stretch with the, uh, the snap infraction situation. Um, But, yeah, Baylor, you got to give it up to them. Uh, They took a major injury with one of their players defensively, one of their best guys, but uh, a solid unit on the defensive side. Lead the Big 12 in sacks. um, Getting to the quarterback. Solid unit. Phil Snow's done a good job with those guys. Quarterback's playing well. Baylor's a legitimate threat. And I'll tell you, honestly, um, they've got a tough one this week. But I don't know how i feel about even the the baylor texas game i feel like baylor's got a shot it's in
3: waco yeah texas tech's playing better ball since we saw them too iowa state a lopsided win at west virginia only a three-game slate last week in the big 12 here's your upcoming big 12 schedule bronte as always by red carpet charters four games this week iowa state goes to texas tech that'll be interesting we're gonna pick that game here in a bit the Battle of the Purples in Manhattan. It'll be TCU at K-State. There's unbeaten Baylor at Oklahoma State at 3 p.m., and Texas will host Kansas on Saturday night.
2: Yeah. Fun games, Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, K-State, and Iowa State, Texas Tech. Again, I think the middle of the Big 12 is all really tight, really hard to predict. Jet Duffy, as you mentioned, has it going at Texas Tech now. Um, I was shocked whenever I uh, looked this up today that Brock Purdy's the leading passer in the Big 12 right
3: now. Interesting. Um, So, yeah, there's some good football being played out there. Who's in the hunt in your mind? It's early. But who's in the hunt to be in Arlington? Obviously, Oklahoma.
2: Oklahoma, clearly. Um, I think Texas. You still have to give sure. them um, give them some credit. I think Baylor. Uh, obviously, they play Oklahoma and and Texas down in it? Waco back to back. No, I think Iowa State has a I shot. Agree. Um, Iowa State's starting to get it together, and that game, you know, here is you know before the season at the Iowa offensively. Iowa State's not going to be able to get it done. Yeah, they'll be okay defensively, but they won't be able to score with us. Now, all of a sudden, I'm saying, man, you know, uh, Iowa State is going to be interesting. And that stat, and I think we talked about it last week, but over the last three years, just Iowa State and Alabama are the only two teams that are uh, undefeated, I believe, in October. So um, it's it's wild. Yeah, and uh, I I think that they've got a shot.
3: Is that Oklahoma State out of this in your mind? I
2: think they're too inconsistent. Like this week, I'm going to take. Um, I know we've we've got it later, but you got Baylor who gets to the quarterback um, better than anyone in the conference right now. They lead the conference in sacks, and you got a young quarterback prone to turning the football over. I think week by week, you're not know who you don't know who you're going to get from Oklahoma State. I think one week they may look great with Sanders playing well and Hubbard getting the the, the ground game going. Then the next. Uh, if someone can pressure the quarterback, you could have a bunch of turnovers. So I just don't think the consistency is there for Oakland State.
3: Hey, the most recognized trophy in college football is coming to Norman. Home to seven Heisman Trophy winners. The Heisman House will be here Saturday, this Saturday, October 19th. Meet Sooner Heisman Trophy winners. Win prizes. Have your picture taken with the prestigious trophy itself during the ultimate pregame experience. The Heisman House Tour will be open pregame on Neiman Field. Just south of the Jenkins parking garage, and it's all free. Here's the uh, numbers now, Teddy. What do you think about Jalen's chances here? I I think he's got a good shot. I think the
2: the guy to watch is the Burrow kid from Louisiana State. Look at those numbers right now—almost 80 percent completion, 377 a game, 27 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Plus. He's got the schedule, right? If these they're able to run the win. schedule, if they win some yeah. of those games, if he's got to go to Tuscaloosa. If he goes with those numbers into Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama, he's going to be hard to beat. But if Jalen continues doing what he's doing, um, you know, don't try and force it, don't try and do too much, he's going to have a really good chance. It's got,
3: it's got to come down to Tua and Jalen, doesn't it? I, I,
2: that's what I was going to say is – this is voters. These are media people that vote, and they love a story. Yeah. And he's got the best story from losing your job to a guy and coming back and beating him for the Heisman Trophy. That's about as
3: good of a story as you can sell. So The best story is he lost his starting job to Tua. They go to New York City. Tua wins the Heisman, so he takes his Heisman. And then Jalen gets revenge in the national championship game. Hey, That's the best. story. You
2: know right what? There. I'll celebrate that national championship a lot more <laughs> than take, I would the Heisman. Let's right.
3: take a look at some uh, of the highlights from around the country. Hey, our first major upset of the college football season happened while we were in Dallas. We're following this game while the OU Texas game's going on. What happened here? South Carolina goes into Athens and beats Georgia? Well, I
2: I don't know what happened. I wasn't able to watch it, but I just saw that terrible throw under pressure for a pick six. That'll get you beat uh, anytime. So it's just wild. You know, college football, it's crazy because there's such a big discrepancy sometimes week by week on who you're playing. Georgia beats South Carolina 10 times out of 10 times and beats them bad whenever they're at home. The talent level between these two teams isn't even close, and this is what you love about college football. On a given week, if you don't have it, And things align perfectly. You can lose to anyone. And South Carolina goes in there there and gets the win. So it makes this game fun. And that's what worries you about Oklahoma. You look at our schedule and say, well, I don't know where they're going to lose a game.
3: You just never know. Rodrigo Blankenship misses the kick in uh, overtime. LSU handles Florida. Uh, Night game in Death Valley, 42-28. That LSU offense keeps rolling. Joe Burrow, 293 yards three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I mean, their defense played good, and they've got some athletes on that side of the ball. It's just strange to see LSU moving the football, isn't it? I mean, these guys have been stuck in the mud for the last decade and a half when it comes to offense, and all of a sudden, Joe Burrow comes down there, and they're moving the football all over the field and throwing it like they're a Big 12 football team, so this is a fun game. It was a wild atmosphere. Two really good teams. I don't think any less of Florida going in there and losing this game. It was tight. LSU separated themselves late.
3: We play there in a few years and I cannot wait. This is going to be unbelievable. That makes one of us. I can wait. (laughs) Penn State's still undefeated. Penn State went into Iowa in a bit of a snooze fest on Saturday night. They pull it out 17-12. to 12.
2: I, I thought that Penn State was going to be able to, to score more than that, and I knew they'd be able to hold Iowa. Iowa can't score. It's a great thing they've got a great defense because if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't be close in any of these games. But Penn State, I think Penn State's a strong football team. Can they beat Ohio State? Can they contend for a a Big Ten or a college football playoff? I'm not exactly sure, but they've got some good teams up there in the Big Ten between Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and, yes, you do even have to throw Michigan in there, some good football teams.
3: Take a look at the updated polls after this weekend's action. Sooners move up one spot in the AP. They go from number six to number five. There you see. This is the coaches poll sooners number 5 in the coaches poll as well none of this matters worth a lick right now the committee's going to get together i think it's 3 weeks from tonight we get there first well, Verdict. I, I
2: wish if the committee gets together, we still have the same teams undefeated. I wish to prove a point, they'd keep Clemson out. I know Clemson won a national championship last year. I know they're 6-0, but they've beat absolutely nobody and not been impressive doing it. Uh, I think Baylor could go through Clemson's schedule undefeated. Um, I... I I don't know. I'm not impressed by it at all. I like Alabama better than Clemson. I like LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Uh, all of those teams I like better than Clemson right now.
3: All right. Time for our Pick'Em segment. This is uh, the time every week where we pick five games in college football and tell you who we think is going to win. But we always have to start by taking a look at how we did last week. So let's take a look back. Here's how we did last week in the uh, Pick'Em segment here on the huddle at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. And the graphic is fighting stretch, its way to the Rowe, screen. Stretch. There it is. All right, last week, Alabama at a and we all picked Bama. Washington State and Arizona State. Teddy, you took Wazoo. you got a soft spot in your it's heart for Mike
2: We I don't want to pick any more Washington State games. Okay. I don't want to pick them.
3: We all got Iowa State. We all got LSU. Uh, I missed the Iowa game. I thought Iowa would come through at home. So you four for five week for uh, all three of us. Standings there at the top. I'm tied with our producer, Zach Tilly, right now. Teddy you're still two games in the rear so here we go five games this week we'll start in the big 12 Iowa State at Texas Tech an improving Texas Tech Iowa State needs to win this to stay in the hunt for Arlington who you got I'm taking Iowa State they finally made a
2: believer out of me it took several weeks we're here in the middle of the season and finally i'm starting to get on the iowa state bandwagon i think they win the game i like what duffy's done at quarterback there and giving them some firepower they're scoring i think the turnovers are still an issue for texas tech give me iowa state on the road purdy is putting together one heck of a season at quarterback i trust their defense more
3: when is the game going to be played this weekend and what is the what month are we in October And who never loses in October? You just said this fact, right? Alabama, Alabama. and Iowa State there you go. never lose in October. It's a road game. Texas Tech's getting better. But I think Iowa State's playing really good football right now. I'm going to take Iowa State as well. Tilly disagrees with us. He's got Texas Tech out there.
2: Involved. I don't think it's outlandish. No, I not mean, at all. I like Iowa State, but that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with the, the kind of the middle of the Big 12 right now. I mean, you can convince me that any one of those teams can beat the other pretty much on, on a given weekend.
3: Pac 12 game of the day out there. Oregon at Washington. Oregon still in the hunt. I heard you guys talking about this on your radio show. I definitely think if they run the table, they've got a shot at a college football playoff. Their loss is a good one, and it's yep. on a neutral site, but they got to beat Washington in Seattle Saturday. Who you got in that one?
2: I've got Oregon. Um, I think they're the better football team right now. Not getting a lot of love nationally. Everyone kind of forgot about them after that Auburn game to start the season, but they've been solid week by week. I'm taking Oregon. Not a big fan of what Washington's done right now. So, uh, yeah, give me the
3: Ducks. I got Oregon as well. They're playing good football. They're getting hot. They know their spot here. I think they're going to go on the road and win. Tilly agrees. We've all got the Ducks winning on the road at Washington. All right. Temple at SMU. Hey, your boy at SMU, Seth Luttrell. Still undefeated. Oh, he's at North Texas. I'm sorry. Who's at SMU right now? Um, the
2: uh, used to be at I'm thinking of Bouchel, the quarterback. Bouchel's the quarterback, and I'm drawing a blank now on the coach was at Texas Tech for a while. Um, oh gosh,
3: we're horrible. Uh, 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 Temple at SMU. Who you got?
2: I'm taking Southern Methodist. I think they win the football game. I like their offense. Uh, had a really good year. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know Temple's a good football team, but I've seen more of SMU. Sonny
3: Dykes. Sonny Dykes, yeah. and, I, and I'm impressed Spikes with it. Spikes boy. Yep. Uh, I got SMU too. They're not going to lose at home, even though Temple is a good team. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Can Baylor stay unbeaten? They're in Stillwater. I think Baylor wins the game, and I'm
2: going with the consistency factor here. Like I talked earlier, Baylor gets after the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, They're going to put the young kid under a lot of pressure. He's going to make mistakes. I know they've had a week off to kind of gather themselves, look at that loss against Texas Tech, and kind of regroup and see what they need to do moving forward. They're dangerous offensively, but I think Baylor is too. With Brewer, with Mims, they've got some good talent. I think Baylor's a more consistent football team. I'm going to take them.
3: I I disagree. I think Oklahoma State, they might be a little bit of a peak and valley team this year. This is going to be one of the peaks. Coming off a bye, Mm -hmm. Baylor is due a loss. They've had a couple of tight wins, especially at home. They're due a loss. Cowboys are going to get them. Tilly agrees with you. He's got Baylor. Finally, Arizona State, Utah, sneaky good game out west. Both of these teams only have one loss.
2: Arizona State has just been shocking me week by week. haven't had a, a, a lot of opportunities to watch either one of these football teams. But I like Herm. I like Arizona State. I think Utah has fallen a little bit from the, you know, a lot of people thought highly of them to start off the year. Their defense has is, is kind of waned
3: a little bit. Give me Arizona State. I'll take Utah. The game is in Utah. Tough place to win. I think they're better than you give them credit for. Tilly's got Utah as well. All right, we'll take our final timeout over-under for OU West Virginia when we come back. And Lincoln Riley's right around the corner. Stay with us here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue.
1: Thank you to our Cornerstone Television Partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. That
3: right there is the Governor's Trophy, folks. That's what you get in addition to the Golden Hat for winning the OU Texas game. And uh, Jim Hunt is kind enough every year to bring it by to our shows here at Rudy's. So there you go. That is what we get for winning OU Texas right there, everybody. Welcome back to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. You know, they forgot the hat. We're in the postgame show. That's right. We're in the postgame show Saturday, and here comes Creed Humphrey and Buki running out like 30 minutes after the game's ended. And we're like, what are they doing? And they forgot the hat on the field. So well, there was like back. a
2: group of uh, Texas fans taking pictures with it on their head, weren't yeah.
3: they? Creed Humphrey came out, <laughs> pulled the hat away from all the Texas fans, and ran back up into the locker room. It was pretty funny. All right, it's time for uh, over-under. We wrap up every show trying to predict what we think is going to happen this week. First, let's take a look back at last week. Nine, <laughs> Teddy. Is that real? <laughs> the yellow are correct predictions, folks. Oh. Nine and a half total touchdowns scored in the game. It was under. 149 and a half total rushing yards by the starting quarterbacks. It was over. We, we we both got that right. No, no, no. It was under because Ellinger had negative rushing stats. That remember? does not count. Yes, <laughs> it, it does. Half a defensive or special touch, uh, teams touchdown. That didn't happen. Three and a half personal foul penalties called. It was under. I don't know what the final total was, but uh, it was under.
2: So. Well, I don't know. There was like...
3: I don't now, this know. Is a runaway. Is 200 there, personal fouls called before the game. Is there a reason, Everyone I mean, on the field. Mathematically, I may have eliminated you. Those were not personal fouls, those were unsportsmanlike conducts. Not a personal foul. He asked okay. specifically personal fouls. All right, here we go. Over, under, 21 and a half points for West Virginia on Saturday.
2: Um, I'm going under. I think this defense uh, keeps the pressure up. I think they're they're feeling confident right now. You combine that coming off the performance against Texas with the fact that we may see a second team or even third string quarterback for West Virginia. I think they hold them under that number.
3: I got under as well. The only thing that gives me pause is if they score some points late. Tilly takes the under as well. Seven and a half touchdowns for OU in this game. In other words, are they getting to 50?
2: I'm going under. I don't feel good about it because I hate going under whenever it's an offensive category for Oklahoma. But Um, I think they're going to have this game big time in control. I think they lean on the running game. I'm going to go under the seven and a half. They're going to be close, though.
3: I'm going under as well. West Virginia is not bad defensively. Mm -hmm. They're okay defensively. I'm going to take the under on that as well. Tilly says it'll be over one and a half touchdowns for C.D. Lamb. He had three last week.
2: Kids on a roll. I'm going over. I think he gets two. who knows if it's uh, if rushing or receiving. He's going to get some production.
3: I'm going to take the under just because his year has been good game, you know, not bad game, but kind of irrelevant. I think this feels like a ball out Charlie game for me. Like Rambo's going to be the star of this one, so I'll take the under. Tilly's got the over with you. Five and a half sacks by Speed D. <laughs> I'm going to go
2: under. I think we're enamored with the nine sacks uh, from Texas. I'll go under, but I still think it's going to be a very productive day for the defensive line. Tackles for loss. There's going to be several sacks in there. I'll take the under on the five and a half. I'll take
3: the under as well. So will Tilly. This is a ridiculous number. Had we not just seen a nine sack game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like no, on a sure. normal Saturday, you'd say, I mean, come on, get real. So, All right, very good. Kickoff just after 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. It'll be OU in West Virginia. We'll be on the air for the radio show beginning at 9 a.m. Enjoy the game, everybody. Lincoln Riley coming up next. Nice job, buddy.
1: This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.
3: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.